come stop and take a trip down on my block where you see hidden potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north the west end the west side we blessed when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri this week, the Stitch Cast sits down with Seth Trepto to discuss the importance of parks and green spaces in this special edition podcast in the park episode of Stitch Cast Studio. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hello, everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Stitch Cast. Today, we're doing a special podcast in the park, and we're here at the beautiful Loudmire Sculpture Park. Um, and today, we have a very special guest with us from Great Rivers Greenway. We have Seth here. Seth, can you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Seth Trepto. I'm the communications manager for Great Rivers Greenway. Uh, we're an organization working in St. Louis City, St. Charles County, St. Louis County uh, to create greenways to provide uh, new connections to parks, rivers, streams, and neighborhoods and communities. Oh, definitely. That's great. That's great. So, yeah, for those of you that haven't heard about that, definitely go look them up. Some great projects that they have coming up that we're going to talk about. And as always, I have some very amazing youth council members from Story Stitcher here with me today to carry this conversation and really get it going. So the first thing I want to talk about since this podcast is really based around the importance of greenways and parks in our community. I want to ask, you know, what is the benefit? Like, do you all, what benefits have you received from, you know, major parks in our community, like the forest parks or the uh, fairground parks or the tower grows like what are what are some benefits that you have gotten from those parks like you know just your experience um, one one of my favorite experience I had with parks alone it's just like childhood meeting some of my childhood friends that I you know some come to know to this day you know saying we're on the bond our friendship uh, on the swings you know what I'm saying yeah definitely <laughs> It's the little things that matter. Yeah, yeah. I just think about like pickup basketball games, and that always mm. like yeah. a community driver. Like, if you don't know anything else, like you know you can go there and mm. meet people and just have a good sense of community. But I also take a lot of walks too, mm-hmm. so I definitely go through parks and all mm. that. Just clears your mind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's exactly what I get out of it. When when I just spend time outside, I, I feel like I'm, I become a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind quiets down. I get kind of can feel the blood pressure lower. Yeah. I can feel the heart calm down, and I actually just kind of gain a new connection with mm-hmm. what's around me. And by extension, I think I get a little bit more appreciation for the people around me and the, the animals around me and the wildlife around me. I just feel like it's just a, a kind of a centering experience. Absolutely, absolutely. I can relate to that a lot. You know, just having those days where, you know, you feel like overwhelmed even, or if you're just like, you know, 
you just need an outlet. It's just like a simple walk in the park, like especially for me, like Forest Park, because there's just so many different aspects of it and, you know, just different things going on in there. And you can definitely hear the crickets and the birds. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, it's like in the center of the city, but it's like everything about the city, but everything away from the city, you know, just in that one space. So I think that's really cool. So Seth, I want to ask this directly to you. Um, how did you how did you even get into greenery? Like, was this something that you were always interested in, or did it kind of just find you? Like, what happened? I, I would say I've always it's always been part of my life. Um, yeah, I, I would say I was I was pretty fortunate and that I kind of grew up in a in an area where there, I was surrounded by green space. You know, trees, plants, flowers, wildlife have always been part of my existence, and I'm very fortunate in that way. And so, yeah, growing up, you know, taking a walk out in the woods with, with my dad was, was was often part of just a weekend. Mm. Um, you know, going out and playing in the yard was just a, a, a Tuesday afternoon. And so it's always just been part of who I've been. And so as I've gotten older and now live in a more urban area, I find that, that those retreats to, to that outside green space uh, are just more and more important to, to who I am. Mm. And it's part of the reason what, what brought me to Great Rivers Greenway, because I, I, that's an experience that, I, that I've come to realize I've taken for granted. Yeah. That not everyone gets that. And so uh, even just doing the small part I do, I know that I am able to help bring that experience to many more people that wouldn't otherwise have it. And that fuels me. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. This is kind of like a break off of the first question that I asked. Um, but why do you all think that parks are greenways or just greenery, period, whether it's a community garden or just like a simple like green lot? Like, why do you all think that those are important for our community or do you think they are at all yeah i mean when i hear like greenery usually i think of community gardens because that's usually like what people are focused on like how do we grow local food in a food desert so i was very surprised that like a project like yours was being done Mm -hmm. but the more i think about it the more i'm like actually that would bring a lot of like life to the neighborhood Mm -hmm. it attracts people so you know you would have multiple neighbors being together or sharing a space together mm. which I think is really important yeah definitely definitely I want to kind of jump off what he said you know uh, make it more lively you know because it's actually like one of those I don't know I don't know who did the research but you know just colors you know those bright colors really make you feel better you know so like when we did the mural like we wanted bright colors because we wanted something that would help the community to like you know feel a different way when they walk by you know what I'm saying like carry that throughout the rest of their day you know so I think definitely seeing those types of things will actually like kind of help you like even if it's not intentionally just kind of like defuse a little bit you know <laughs> it's like really subtle I'll give you a little bit of a, a story about a project we, we did a few years ago um, we were working in uh, the community of Wellston and we had a, a chunk of, of land that became available uh, several houses that were torn down and we had to, it was actually adjacent to a greenway we were building there and so we, we acquired that property and, and so it sat there for a number of years and we're like we know we want to do something with this uh, and, and our initial thought was like we, we should build a community garden and then we actually talked to the people in the community and they're like, no, we don't need a community garden. We've got many already in walking distance of, of where you're late. What, what we need is a, a, a full court basketball court. We don't have one. And in our community, we don't have an outdoor basketball court. And so 
we started working with that community and had ambassadors from the community we, we met on a regular basis and we, we kind of talked a lot about what they wanted from that project and so about five years ago actually five years ago coming up in october we opened uh trojan park in in wellston it has full court basketball uh it has multiple playgrounds and it has a pavilion and a splash pad and every time i go by there there are people in that park uh, I was in fact I was just there Saturday and there was people playing basketball there were kids playing in the splash pad and it, it has become a, a hub of activity for that community they didn't have before and I think again it's, it's part because it, it's just that place they can get to it's bright it's inviting and it's fun absolutely and I think it's important too you know when we have those types of things and we put those types of things in our communities the upkeep of it yeah. you know because it's so easy for us to get like comfortable i guess i would say you know what i'm saying and then it all just comes it just it's like a cycle <laughs> you know so the upkeep is definitely important but i love to hear that another project i want to ask you about that many people that are listening to this podcast probably don't know about is i guess it's you all's big project that you're trying to do to connect greenways from the north to the south and the east and the west and then have the central yep. location in the middle yeah, so, so the project thing you're talking about is it's called the Brickline Greenway. And uh, this is a, is a project that's going to have, it's, it's going to go basically from Forest Park in the west all the way to the Gateway Arch on the east. And then it's going to go from Fairgrounds Park in the north down to Tower Grove Park in the south. And it's going to have lots of interconnection in between. And so there, there's going to be more than a dozen neighborhoods that this will connect from the north part of the city down to the south part of the city. It's going to have connect cultural centers, the Grand uh, Art District. Mm. Uh, it'll have new connections in the north part of the city to you know like the Grio Art Museum or the Grio Museum mm-hmm. and uh, North Grand, and it's going to provide a, a walkable, bikeable connection to, to parts of the city that, that you know aren't very well connected right now. Mm. One, one of the, the things about St. Louis, I think we all love St. Louis in many ways because it has kind of a small town feel, but part of that's because we just centralize. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have these little islands that, mm. that people kind of gravitate to. And not a lot of good connections between them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what this project's going to do. It's going to create these connections along the way, and paying tribute to the culture and the history of the, the different communities it connects mm-hmm. in the process. That's cool. That's cool. And where would where are you all thinking about putting the central hub? Tell you what, if, if you for, for exactly, you know, you can go to our website. Okay. Um, we have it's BricklineGreenway.org. You can look it up and okay. look at the maps there. But um, you know, it's going to connect somewhere around Kings Highway, that mm. area. Uh, okay. and, and so, uh, actually, I believe the Grand Metrolink Station is really going to be the big hub uh, mm. for the north, south, and east, west is where things will kind of connect together. But yeah, um, you know, it, it's going to be a great place for people to get their places. And, and one of the, the parts of the project that we're really excited about is the section between Harris Stowe and where the new Major League Soccer Stadium is going to mm. be. In the grand scheme of things, sadly, it's not that long ago, but in the 1950s, there was a community there that was primarily uh, an African-American community Mm -hmm. that was removed as part of the Highway 64 project uh, Mm. called Mill Creek Valley. And so we have an artist that we're working with named Damon Davis, who's uh, creating sculpture projects. And so Mm. that entire stretch, uh, there's going to be a lot of tribute paid to the history of that community. Uh, and so it's going to be one of those things that not only are you going to be able to 
you know, make that connection, but you're also be able to, to learn about that, that once thriving community that was removed and, and kind of help pay tribute to, to those people. Absolutely, that is really cool. Um, and then my last question about that project, is it already like in the works? And if so, like how long do you think that people should be expecting it to take? It is in the works, uh, but this is such a big project. It's, it's gonna be almost 20 miles of different greenways mm. connecting in here yeah. and, and things like this. There's a lot of things that go into it, mm-hmm. you know, from the, the the rights of the land to be able to build on. We, we don't use eminent domain. We can't just condemn something and say, this, yes. we're building Greenway here. So we have to work with, and most of this is what you call built infrastructure. So there's mm. already buildings, there's already parking lots, there's already roads. And so we're trying to find ways that we can be smart about things, mm. add this new infrastructure is without interrupting too much of the existing infrastructure. Uh, and benefiting everyone along the way. Absolutely. And so so that takes a lot of planning. And planning really only works when you have a lot of input. Mm-hmm. And so right now we have teams that are that are very active in community engagement, that are very active in talking to people one-on-one in meetings, at, at, you know, putting tents up at different events. Uh, Juneteenth this weekend, I think we're going to be at four different places uh, talking to people mm-hmm. to find out what they want, what they like, what they want to see what they want this to feel like. Yeah. And uh, because really it's important for this to kind of feel like the people we're, we're trying to work with. Mm. And so that process is going on. Uh, certain portions of the project are, are moving much quicker because there's already construction projects planned. Mm-hmm. And so we can tie in with those projects and make something happen. But other parts are gonna take a while. Mm. And so I think this is kind of a project that we, we portions of it, I think people will start seeing on the ground within the next two to three years. Uh, but the full connections we want to get are, are probably, you know, could be 10 years and beyond. Okay. It's just a lot of, a lot of things that have to come into place. And, and it's also a lot of, a lot of money. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah we, we are also uh, very active in working with the, the philanthropic and the uh, corporate communities because this is also something that benefits the businesses. Yeah. Uh, because this is something that people will be able to, to bike and ride uh, scooters or a walk to work. And a lot of people, especially in that, that downtown and the, um, the Cortex, you know, business districts, mm-hmm. they don't want to have to drive every day. Yeah. You know, they want other ways to get to work. They mm. want to be able to enjoy the green space mm. on their way in to kind of get that peace on the way in from work exactly. and that decompression on mm. the way home. Mm. And so it, it's a, an amenity that a lot of people are excited to have. Uh, but to get there and get to the point where we can actually, you know, op- cut the ribbon on all 20 miles or so, it's, it's going to be a number of years. Okay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You know what time it is. It's time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right. It's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original piece entitled Missouri Waltz. Hush your bye, my baby. Slumber time is coming soon. Rest your head up on my chest while daddy hums a tune. The Sandman is calling where shadows are falling while the salt breezes sigh as in days long gone by. Way down in Missouri where I heard this melody when I was a little child. Upon my papa's knee, the old folks were humming, the bugs were a-buzzing, so sweet and low. A by my baby, all the stars are coming out. Seems I hear those little frogs out jumping in 
quick i want to ask you all another like personal question has there ever been a time when you know some type of greenery inspired you creatively could you all share like a story yeah um this one i, I kind of hold kind of dear to me because it's one of my favorite stories so this is how i started cropping mm. <laughs> this has really got me big into my uh dance career to this day um i was at forest park and uh, i happened to stumble across a uh, dance battle that was going on mm-hmm. and i kind of uh just kind of Fumbled my way into the crowd, and I was just seeing everybody just dancing. You know, saying the open space, all uh, the energy was real nice, and it kind of inspired me to just pursue this dance style. Mm. You know, since I became <laughs> one of the best in our city now, mm. <laughs> so it kind of feel good that I was there at Forest Park at that moment. Mm. Like, it kind of felt like it was meant to be. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever like go back and revisit that? Yeah, I kind of like visit just to take it in. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe at nighttime, just like uh, just to remember where I came from mm. and just to be inspired on uh, what's forward for me mm. or next in my next chapter in life. So, so, so you're one of the best. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like if I'm in the new president, I mean, I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to give us a little something afterwards. Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. That's that's a great story. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, well. Before, I was strictly on like figure type people, but over the school year, and in terms of my painting and drawing classes, um, like I was doing more landscapes, mm. which I didn't ever think about or think was special. Mm. Like, I was always kind of scared away from it, but I found that like a lot of my style works well for landscape. Mm. And like, one interesting thing is that you like, interpret it differently mm. depending on the person so like the way somebody else paints a landscape looks completely different from how the next person paints it which yeah. was something that like i didn't think about like you think no you just paint it like this yeah be done but the way we see color the way we see line is different depending on the person mm. so it, that was something new that that's, i found over yeah college. that's really interesting so yeah, do like, you like right right is there any like one particular thing in the landscape that you really like and like adding like the most detail to or is um, it kind of deep in the forest actually mm. uh one of my art professors he does a uh, something with the japanese kudzu mm. line so he'll like do sketches and studies like in the kudzu and mm. come back to the studio and paint it like these large uh six foot paintings wow different kudzu and then hang it like on hospitals and mm. the way so just being influenced by him like inspired me a lot in terms of process and mm. like honestly his line work like mm. i'll copy it <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's cool to hear yeah um so i have always had uh, a, a appreciation for photography mm. and, and video uh, and that's really what i do so much of, of my work at grg is all about you know documenting the work we do uh, a few years ago though i, I learned about bees 
Mm. Um, and St. Louis actually has one of the most diverse bee populations mm. in, <laughs> in North America. Wow. Um, we have more kinds of bees that live in St. Louis than, than anywhere else. Wow. And um, so I started. Fun fact. Yeah, it, is. it really <laughs> is. Uh, and so I was, uh, I, I was making a video about bees along the greenways. And so I was getting so frustrated trying to get good video of bees because mm. they move so quick. And, they, yeah. and so... I started to, to learn about them and what the right times of day were to, to try to shoot them. And, and in that process of trying to document bees on, along the greenways and outside, I became in love with the tiny things around mm. me and things that I never even thought about. And so, you know, looking at like the flowers sitting here behind you, I, I, I'm seeing, you know, bees buzz in and out. I see butterflies come in and other things. And, and so I've, I've, part of it's also, I guess I've always just been a big guy. And mm -hmm. so now I've never really thought about all those things down below me, down mm -hmm. on the ground. And so it's, it's just kind of, if it weren't for that experience of being outside and trying to capture that one bee, I would have never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole ecosystem uh, that I've kind of now become really obsessed with trying to, to, to capture imagery of and uh, it, it's uh, it's chased me down a few rabbit holes mm. um, <laughs> both and it's hit my wallet pretty hard too <laughs> but but uh, I love it yeah definitely that makes me think so this isn't my story it's kind of like a side story to my story definitely you all stories um, combined it makes me think about the other day I had a conversation with my cousin and she was saying how <laughs> she loves watching Bob Ross. And I was like, yeah, I just started watching him too. Like, you know, <laughs> like just out the blue, I just like was like, let me check this guy out, you it's know. Soothing. Yeah, it is. And she was saying how, you know, watching him paint these pictures really made her eyes open up to like more detail. Like, you know, we just like walk past trees, but she was like, no, like she actually is stopping like, like, wow. That's a, that's a beautiful tree like you know like you don't usually most people usually don't do that you know it's like especially on our daily commutes we're just like kind of like blurring out everything else so yeah I love what you said for me actually it's similar to um, yours is a uh, forest park again um, as I you know that's a really prominent park in my life but forest park so like at one point in time so I'm a writer and I was having like this major writer's block. Like I didn't feel really inspired. And even when I did write, it didn't feel right, you know? So I don't know, something just told me like, turn into the park, and just drive around. And like literally, as I started driving, like I felt like my mind just opened up and like words just started flowing together. And I'm just like, okay, well, let me get out. <laughs> let me walk around, you know? And I'm like, I'm like walking and then I'll find like this perfect bench in the shade like with all this like greenery and these flowers around it and I just sat down and like took like two almost 10 minute voice recordings you know so it's just like it just really opened me up you know and I guess you know not being there after like a month or so really kind of refreshed you know and like rejuvenated my creativity so yeah that's my backstory. <laughs> yeah, just had to recharge. Yeah, absolutely. I had a question. Like, what is it like working with that sculpture artist and like just artists in general and the ways that they can help improve like, yeah. the project? Yeah, art is 
which is so important something like this because um not not to sound cliche uh but it is a universal language mm. i mean you can see something and you can feel it but at the same time someone else can see the same thing and they might feel something a little different and, and so it's kind of it has just this power um that few things do and so on a project like the brick line uh we knew from the beginning that art had to be part of it because it's 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 just such a monumental thing and you know in this case damon davis you know he he's a multidisciplinary artist working at st louis he's a filmmaker he's he does everything the guy's amazing and when he started thinking about this project in this community uh mill creek valley he had never really heard of it before that uh, like a lot of people in St. Louis, it's unfortunately really been kind of wiped from, from our memories, even though it was only, you know, 70 years ago. The curse of a short-term memory, um, we just, yeah. we forgot. So he kind of started digging into this process, and, and he got inspired by this idea of an hourglass, uh, how he could actually kind of capture it and, like, freeze time, and that moment in time. And, and the initial thought process is, what if you could actually take dirt from there and kind of hoist it up in a sculpture kind of thing? Mm. So that's where the kind of the idea evolved from. You know, not every project we do uh, has art involved. A lot of it really depends upon the nature of the project and where it's at. And a lot of it is operations and maintenance, you know, because you put something out there, it's got to be taken care of. And so, uh, you know, this is kind of thing that we put in places where we know that there's partners who, and community members who are going to care and love it mm. and make it part of theirs. But, just like everything else in the Greenway, it has to really fit. You appreciate something much more when, it, when it's a, a fair representation, a true representation of the community. Um, if it's just something like just uh, this monolith that we stuck out there in the middle of nowhere, mm. people kind of look at it, scratch their head, and like, okay, yes. and they move on. But there are other projects where we have, you know, it's just been a good fit. Um, in St. Charles County, there's a, a, a Greenway, the Boschert Greenway. And when that was being constructed, they're like, you know what? We have this this perfect spot that we need a really big sculpture. Mm. And uh, they put bids out there and got proposals. And it's this uh, welder from Maplewood mm. came up with this idea to make a giant flower using only bicycle parts. Mm. So he, he made this 30-foot tall flower with bike frames as petals and wheels as, as the, the blooms. Uh, and I remember him telling me the story that he made a 30-foot tall flower but only had a 20-foot tall shot. Mm. And so, <laughs> mm. and so, uh, but, so there were some challenges to go to it, but, but it fit that project and mm. uh, fit that place and it fit that space. And I think that's really what comes down to art is um, it's most powerful when it's a reflection of the space around it. Yeah. And uh, so whenever we, whenever we can, that's something we do like to use. Yeah, that's cool. I like how you're talking about that in the sculpture part. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the eyeball behind us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so with this project too, because I don't know, it might we don't know who's going to listen to this, but if somebody listens to this and they're like they have their own organization or some type of community service or something, and they want to kind of get in on the project with you all in their community, how would they do that? Yeah, so uh, they would reach out to to us uh, and let us know, you know, who they are, what they what they are, are looking for, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we have uh, members of our team who who specifically work on on areas of civic and community engagement, and so they're meeting with these kinds of organizations, and so depending upon what they're they might be looking for mm-hmm. or what they have in mind, um, you know, we would meet with them, find out how we might be able to collaborate together, okay. um, and see if there's something that we'd be able to find a, a mutual way that we could both uh, benefit from it. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. And then my last question that I have, 
is because I know you just talked about um, a greenway out in St. Charles, you know, and people might not know that we have greenways that close to us. Um, do you all have like a directory on your website at all? Yeah, we, we do. We have a, uh, you can go to our website, greatriversgreenway.org. Okay. And we have a, right now, 128 miles already constructed mm-hmm. throughout St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County. Okay. And, you know, for the most part, most areas in, in our region are probably only a few miles away from Greenway. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have more work to be done, though. Okay. Uh, we're, we ultimately want to have a 600-mile network mm. uh, connecting and providing many options Absolutely. for people to, to be able to uh, get around. You know, it's actually interesting you think about transportation, and the majority of trips people take is are actually, actually, I would say two-thirds of trips people take are bikeable. Mm. They're within, you know, less than five miles. Most people can bike that. Mm. Uh, if you provide them a, a better way to get there. Because yeah. right now, so many of the ways you get from to and fro, uh, you're, you're having to ride on the street, and people aren't comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some of the infrastructure in our region isn't in the greatest shape and mm. not really meant for that. Yeah. So we're trying to provide a better option for people to be able to do those things. And, and with that, then comes the, the personal benefits of, hey, I got my sweat on yeah. <laughs> while getting, <laughs> you know, going to pick up my groceries. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, it reduces that that environmental impact, mm. reduces the congestion, smog, all yeah. those other things. And so it, it, there's a lot of benefits that come if we can just run our errands more often mm. uh, on foot or by bike. And so that's what we're trying to do is create opportunities for people to be able to do that. Or even better, get to work or connect to transit or mm. get around town in a way that, that's a little better for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know I said that was my last question, but hearing you talk made me think do you know if there are any other organizations doing what great rivers is trying to do there, there are um in in different ways in different places okay. so we actually have a sister organization the metro east parks and recreation district that okay. operates in illinois mm-hmm. uh and so they are working with uh, the different transit districts there to, to kind of expand trail districts and opportunities for people to be able to commute uh, in different ways than by car uh, and then there's other organizations even within our region and municipalities. Mm. So we, we actually work with almost 200 different organizations mm. it's just in our three-county region. Wow. And some of those are municipalities, and they're looking at things that they can do to improve their own mobility for their own residents. Uh, there's organizations like TrailNet who put a lot of research and study into different connections that can make sense and street development plans. And so there are organizations are working together, and so we, we just try to be one of those and collaborate with them as much as possible. And we see projects that it makes sense for us to team up together on, we do that. Okay. Um, and a lot of times it's actually, you know, opportunity things. So right now we're doing extension of the St. Vincent Greenway along the Rock Road. Okay. And what's made that possible is that MoDOT was already going or Missouri Department of Transportation was already going to be doing some road work there. Mm-hmm. And so now we can just add an extension of the Greenway as part of the work they're already doing. And it makes it much more effective mm. and uh, efficient for everybody. Yeah. And plus, since we're a tax-supported organization, it, it's a less impact that we have to put into the tax mm. dollars that come in. That's cool. That's so good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted you to spew all that out, just like I said, in case anybody's listening to this and, um, you know, interested because they understand the importance of these things in the community, you know and probably want them like right away but of course it takes time it, it does take time um we have a project we've been working on uh the main greenway that, mm-hmm. that's many years in the works mm-hmm. uh that's going to connect uh some communities in, in the north north county area okay. um and so we've, we've built the first section of it in uh, bellafontaine county park a few years ago but mm-hmm. we're currently you know 
in works to do extensions into Ferguson and different parts in that community, different neighborhoods and communities along that way. Mm. But it's again, it just takes time. And a lot yeah. of times, unfortunately, you, know, you, you go through the process, you plan, you plan, you plan, and then you run into a roadblock that says this plan is not going to work. Mm. And so you got to go back. And, okay. and so yeah. it, it's it's an evolving process. And, and so what we try to do as much as possible is keep the community involved along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's nothing worse than us coming in, making a big show. Hey, we're going to build a greenway and then disappearing mm. for, for 10 years while we just go plan. Mm. And then suddenly we show up and say, hey, we're building the greenway. And it's like, what greenway? Right. So... Uh, we want to keep people engaged along the way. And so so some of the things we always like to ask people in the process, like, what, what do you want? What would you like to see? And so, mm-hmm. so like you guys, what if you were out on a greenway or trail, what are some of the things that you guys would want to see? That's a good question. <laughs> Anybody want to answer that first? That sculpture, that's not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would second that too. Um, I guess for me, different types of flowers, like, you know, things that we don't normally see in St. Louis, I guess. Just to kind of, you know, just let your eyes see something different, you know. I think that means a lot just to see some weird stuff, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, that'll make you, like, Google it, you know, or something like that. There's an app uh, I highly recommend. It's called iNaturalist. You can just take a picture of a flower. And it'll tell you what it is. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. And it also works with, with bugs, snakes, and all kinds of other things, wow. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Helps, yeah. You, helps you learn more about what's around you. Yeah. I would want to see something like that then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see, like, a scope to represent, like, their part of their neighborhood or municipality just to show, like, where they came from. A different part of um, St. Louis. Just to see what they got going on over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's the kind of things we do. That's step one. We just talk to people and see what they want, mm-hmm. and then, as much as possible, we try to to make that happen. And then, you know, along the way, we have check-ins, and we say, you know, here's what we've come up with so far. What do you think? And then we we listen to the new feedback. And I like that. Yeah, and, and the important part is it's not even just asking the questions, it's making sure people are heard. Mm-hmm. And, and that takes some effort because uh, the people feel like they are heard. Um, because we, we are coming into a lot of communities, and uh, like much like Mill Creek, there, there's a, a sad history of people coming in with infrastructure projects, mm-hmm. not always with the best intentions. Yeah. So for us, you know, we really want to make sure that we come in authentically. Yeah. Um, you know, with good amount of uh, authenticity, human decency, and really putting people first. Yeah. And, and that's really what these spaces are about, is, is putting people in the forefront and whatever their needs and uses and the places they want to go and the things they want to see are. Mm. That's great. I, I'm pretty sure that people appreciate that a lot, you know, just in case you all don't hear it, we appreciate that, you know, yeah, yeah. keeping everyone in that process. So yeah, if you all want to know more, definitely go to their website. Seth, again, we really appreciate you for coming out here and uh, having this conversation with us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. And thanks, you guys, for um, tagging along. Um, And everybody, you have just listened to another episode of Stitchcast Studio. We hope that you tune in to the next one, and uh, we're out. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for the Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Cranberg Arts Foundation. 
They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.